People have no idea what time is. They think it's a line, spinning out from three seconds behind them, then vanishing just as fast into the three seconds of fog just ahead. They can't see that time is one spreading ring wrapped around another, outward and outward, until the thinnest skin of now depends for its being on the enormous mass of everything that has already died. This excerpt is from the Overstory by Richard Powers. I promise you, after you read the Overstory, you'll never look at trees the same way again. I'm CGTN travelogue host Tiran He for Easy FM's More to Read. Smooth out the ripples of the day with all that jazz from 10 to 11 p.m. Sunday to Thursday on Easy FM. Back to the dewdrop. <laughs> so now we play some music from Gogo Penguin. We from the very first album back to、uh, 12 years ago. I think it's、uh, 2012, right? The first album. I think it's.、Uh, Very interesting,、uh, very beginning. Funfair, funfair、yeah. feels like so long ago now, doesn't it? <laughs>、um, so yeah, weirdly, I'm the only person who, out of the setup now, that played on that record because it was the first album before Nick joined, and then John obviously has joined us quite a lot later. But Gogo Penguin 在二零一二年推出了他们的首张专辑 Funfairs。现在乐队当中的贝斯手 Nick 和鼓手 John 当时还没有加入乐队。这张专辑在二零一三年获得了英国著名的电台 DJ Giles Peterson 所创立的 Worldwide Awards 最佳爵士专辑提名。我们来听专辑当中的这首 Last Words。
um, I reckon I'd pick uh, Last Words and Fanfares. Mm-hmm. We'll pick those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny looking back at that album. It does feel really like a long, long time ago, but. Yeah, last words and fanfares. 刚刚我们听到的是 Chris 推荐在他们二零一二年的首张专辑《Fanfares》当中的《Last Words》。下面我们再来听一首他推荐的标题作品《Fanfares》。
Gogo Pinguin 在2014年推出的第二张专辑《V 2.0 获得了当年英国水星奖的提名，为他们赢得了巨大的成功。So okay, the second album is a big、uh, success, right? Yeah. yeah, I think it's difficult now. Thinking like you were saying, you know, tracks that we might play in the set.、Mm. We, Nick's really good at putting the sets together. He's often the person who picks the tracks that we、mm. play for the shows. And the difficulty we have now is there's so much to pick from、um, that we have to kind of think, well, what works and makes、mm. the right shape for the、mm. gig. But yeah, it's also, you know, we've started looking at a couple of older tracks.、Mm-hmm. So I mean, off this, if this is the deluxe, yeah, there's a track called Wash.、Mm-hmm. We've started playing that again, but only very recently.、Mm-hmm. So we'll play that tonight as well. Um, and that's great fun to play. Really nice track to play.、Um, so yeah, we'll pick that one. Chris 说，每天晚上乐队演出的曲目单是由乐队当中的贝斯手 Nick 来安排的。这是一个非常艰难的工作，因为他们有太多的曲目可以选择，尤其是他们早期的作品。这一首出现在这一次中国巡演的演出曲目歌单当中的《Wash》。是来自他们2014年推出的第二张录音室专辑《2.0 的 Deluxe Version 豪华版当中的增加曲目《Wash》。
贝斯手 Nick Blaka 在2014年加入乐队，参与录制了乐队的第二张专辑《We Point to Zero》，标志着乐队进入了一个新的时期。This album version 2.0, you mean this is an upgrade from the first album, right? Is that the meaning? I don't know about upgrade. I think. I mean, it was, yeah, because we 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 got better, and I think you know Nick felt, with no disrespect to the to the bass player who was on Fanfares, I think Nick felt like he belonged in that band when he joined it, and it felt like the right、uh, beginning. It felt like a new beginning, and I think that's what we were trying to say. It was this version two. It's like it's it's different.、Um, it's not necessarily better, and it's definitely not the final version. You know, even as we are now, we're always improving and we're always trying to get better. So.、Um, You know, I don't think it's implying anything other than it was just a new version. It was a new start and a fresh start, and、um, and we like the electronic idea. You know, as we said, you know, that's a part of what we include. And V two point oh felt like it was very electronic. So, yeah, very、uh, yeah. computer yeah. generation,、exactly. right? Right. So this this album is really breakthrough of、uh, Gogo Pingram because you got a lot of recognition, especially from Charles Peterson. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. It was actually through. So the the label that we were signed to for that album was called Gondwana Records, and that's run by、um, a, a Manchester-based musician called Matthew Holsall. So he had a bit of a connection to Giles Peterson,、um, and so we. I think with that album, that's where it did take off. You know, and and it was everything started to happen. We got nominated for a Mercury Prize in the UK. And、uh, Giles did like a little video、um, for the the, the, the awards, explaining about the music and stuff. But really, it was through、uh, Matthew at the beginning. Also, mention about the Mercury Prize. So this is very important for you that time, right? It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, in some ways, this felt like the first album. Like we said, you know, Fanfares was. Different in a lot of ways, and it felt like we were right at the very, very beginning. And all of a sudden, V2.0, the shift, you know, in terms of what happened to the band, how many people knew about the music. Mercury Prize was a big part of that in the UK, definitely. But then it's been interesting seeing how many other people outside of the UK are aware of that, and, and that that meant something to them as well.、Um, And、it came with other things, you know. It came at the same time that we did Jules,、uh, Jules Holland's show on TV. We did a, a spot on there. And we started to get bigger gigs, and you know, bigger audiences, and all of that just kind of rolls together. You know, it just gives that momentum to the music and to the band. So that was definitely when things started to pick up, and and luckily it kept going. You know, it didn't just kind of <laughs> go, you know, stop there and start to plummet. So luckily that was the beginning, and it gave us a good start. Yeah, all your music are instrumental. But you have very special、uh, title of each track.、Mm. Think it's very meaningful. Every song got meaning to it. Is that every song you hiding some deep meaning to the every instrumental songs when you write it, when you you know performing it? Do you have any message to the audience more than the notes you play? To be honest, I don't think so. No, I think that's why. I mean, the titles. We have to give it a title in some way because otherwise we'd have—I don't know how many tracks we've written now—but it'd get confusing if none of them had a title. I think really the thing that we try and do—the the, the titles obviously do mean something, but they often mean something to us that we don't particularly feel like we're trying to tell people. It's about this one thing.、Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Hopopono—you know—that's a strange title. It's got a particular—it's it's actually Hopopono. This idea from a Hawaiian culture that's.、Um, 
quite a spiritual thing and that was something that we were talking about between ourselves when we wrote the track but it was just something that kind of meant something to us it doesn't i don't think the track is particularly about that it doesn't reflect it but it's the feeling and the the emotion that's important mm-hmm. and i think sometimes that is it's very difficult to put into words and you know we make music for a reason you know we don't write words we don't write books we don't write poems because the thing that we can do is make music so we try and put the meaning in the music and titles i mean i find it really difficult coming up with titles there's a few tracks i've come up with but usually it was in the past rob and nick particularly come up with a lot of good titles for tracks um so yeah i think really you know the titles there is some meaning but it's not something that we're like everybody should understand it from that it's just music and people can take what they want from the music 虽然 Gogo Penguin 的音乐都是没有歌词的纯音乐作品但是他们每一首作品都有一个非常有趣的名字我问 Chris 他们的每一首歌曲是不是在音符下面隐藏着一些信息和秘密想要传达给他们的听众 Chris 说他们并没有刻意这么做像第二张专辑当中的这一首 Hopopono 的名字来自夏威夷当地的一种文化在当时他们创作这首乐曲的时候正在讨论这一种现象于是他们就用这个名字来命名这首作品只有他们自己知道背后的故事并没有什么特殊的含义而听众可以发挥自己的想象力去感受他们的每一首作品
Jazz up your life Sunday to Thursday with Yo Dai on All That Jazz. Now we like to do a wonderful little ballad. A the third album? My Made Object. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's another new beginning of uh, your band. Uh, so, yeah, Man Made Object was our first album on Blue Note. Yeah. Uh, so, after the success of V2.0, Blue Note um, came to see us in Hamburg and offered us a, a deal. So, we, you know, we, we couldn't say no to that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the first album. And it was sort of really as exploring quite a bit more. We wanted it to be quite a warm album in a, in a lot of ways with the music but there was also a lot of angular sides and very um electronic i think you know the the electronica influence was there and maybe sort of a more immediate thing with the um with the melodies as well and quite a melodic album that one i think yeah coco pingren 在二零一六年推出的第三张录音室专辑 man made object 是他们又一次新的开始这张专辑是 GoGo Penguin 签约在传奇的爵士厂牌 Blue Note 唱片公司旗下推出的首张专辑。我们来听专辑当中的这首《Samara》。
这位黑暗的艺术作品。My favorite on this is probably the darkest moment, but、uh, it's track six, Samara. I、uh, yeah. Is there any story behind the song? <laughs> well, the, th- the theme of it. Is kind of about、um, is it sleep apnea or like sleep demons? But that wasn't really the th- reason why I. It's it's a bit of a story behind it, but really I just like it because it's really driving. There's a really heavy beat. There's. It was the first time we explored a lot of different things. The bassline's really unusual. It's like a lot of、uh, muted pattern, and it's quite relentless and difficult to, to play. And it, it was really. The first time that Chris got into the whole muted thing, that he sort of made his own, I think. You know, the muted piano thing, yeah. yeah. So it, I think there was a real, that was a real change, and it's just so full on, you know. Like it's a really heavy tune to play. I, I love that it was. It was definitely one of the first where I mean, Nick had played complicated stuff on V2.0, and it wasn't like any of that was easy. But that was really pushing it, wasn't it? All of a sudden, it's like, how is it? You know, how, like, are you okay? You know, at the end of playing it, everyone's a bit like. <sighs> You know, trying to breathe and catch your energy back again, but I think that really started to help us know what we were capable of and how far we could push things as well. Tracks like that, it was, it felt a lot more. In, in some ways, it feels weird now. It feels kind of not tame, but you know, like we do quite a bit of that thing. But at the time, it did feel like it was a real step up and really pushing what we were trying to do together as a band.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, Samara 这首作品让 GoGo Penguin 又开拓了新的疆界，尤其是贝斯手 Nick。更加大胆地在贝斯上使用了效果器，让 GoGo Penguin 的音乐更具实验性和突破性。You play double bass, and that's a very old jazz use double bass. It's very special for you to play double bass in GoGo Penguin sound. Yeah, I think it's the classic instrumentation of a well, a jazz trio. But you know, it's a tried and tested formula. You know, the piano, bass, and and drums, but the double bass—it's always they fit so beautifully together. But you know, at the beginning, we—I was from a jazz background, and we we were using those instruments to try and make this music.、Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just love it. It, it feels, you know. Like part of me, really. It's like part of who I am, my identity as a performer. I like playing bass guitar as well, but、um, for this, the double bass will always be the the main focus. And I just think it it's got so much. It's funny because it's such an old instrument, but we're actually in a really great sort of moment for the double bass because up until this point, there wasn't the technology to. You know, get it loud enough, amplify it, and I think now you can get it loud, and it also still sounds nice. You know, so so it, there's a lot you can do with it. I think. Do you lo- use a lot of、uh, sound effect to your bass? Yeah, we do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's grown over the albums. It, we started out with V2.0, and it was a couple of things, and now there's quite a lot of things happening.
刚才我们听到的是 GoGo Penguin 在2016年 Blue Note 唱片公司推出的专辑《Man Made Object》当中的一首《Protest》，这也是乐队当中的钢琴手 Chris 最喜欢演奏的一首作品，因为他认为在演奏这首作品的时候充满了挑战。啊、uh, ，Protest，、mm-hmm. yeah， I mean that's、uh, one of my favorites to play.、Mm-hmm. It was again, it was really、um, challenging, you know, physically to try and play that, and you know, we had. A lot of fun. It was one of the ones when I wrote the beat for it originally. It was on a little drum machine that I've got on my phone,、mm. <laughs> and it was really fun to be able to start exploring ideas like that in terms of writing. Where I took that to Rob, who was the drummer at the time, and said, "You know, I've got this idea," and that was kind of the, the starting point for that track. And then we kind of build all these pieces around it. And I remember again, it's got a really complicated、uh, bassline on there. That's difficult. And、um, but yeah, it's just a really fun track to play. You know, really. Enjoy playing them. It's also the, the last track of the the set that we're going to play, or that we played last night, and we'll play tonight as well. Gogo Penguin 在二零一八年推出的第四张录音室专辑《A Hand Drum Star》是他们在家乡曼彻斯特录制的。So、yeah, I mean, this was really fun for us that we we recorded this one in Manchester.、Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of ours who, so Joe is our sound engineer who usually travels with us. At the moment, we've got Lee who's、uh, been working with us on monitors, but he's actually doing. Front of house as well for these shows in China and Japan, and、um, you know we've ended up building this team around us, and it includes someone called Brendan who has worked with us in the studio on a lot of these albums. And this was a, a studio that he was sort of running at the time, an old was used for TV、uh, many years ago in Manchester, and、uh, it meant a lot to us to be able to record in our hometown. You know, before that we travelled around a bit and done things in other places, but yeah, this was really cool to be. In Manchester, and I think that kind of reflected itself in the music as well.
是选自 g o g o Penguin 2018年 Bruno 唱片公司旗下推出的第四张录音室专辑《A Hundred Star》当中的《Transcend State》。接下来是乐队的第五张专辑，在2020年出版的同名专辑《g o g o Penguin》。Okay, then this, why this album is、uh, named? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this should be the first album. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the reasons why. I, I, um, I, I mean, I think we all thought this, but I was particularly like the idea of the fifth album being the self-titled because <laughs> it was a bit strange, really, a bit of a strange thing to do. The reality is, I think it. We were aiming at that point for what we thought was the. We'd have maybe arrived at the 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 most accomplished version of what we were doing at that point. After the fact, I'm not sure if we that is true, but I think that's what we were aiming for with making that album, and、uh, and so it just felt right. And also, we were struggling to come up with a, another title. In all honesty, <laughs> you know, like normally we've got an idea and, it, and it's quite easy, but it was quite a challenging time making that. And、uh, yeah, Go Go Penguin just seemed to be the right fit for it.、Oh, it's tricky. I mean, there's quite a few tracks that we still play off this, and there's quite a few tracks that I really like.、Um, I think I'd go with, I'd go with Cora.、Mm-hmm. I mean, that one's. I really enjoy playing that tune. We we don't we're not playing it tonight, but we've played that quite a lot recently. And that one's definitely. I can give you an example. So, like with the title, the original idea was、uh, I was trying to play some things on the piano that sounded like the patterns that this guy in Manchester he plays a Cora,、mm-hmm. uh, African instrument,、yeah. where and、Cora. playing with the thumbs and. I remember when I started reading about the instrument. It's so completely different to the piano in the way that the notes alternate, going like C D E F, like this side to side, instead of this kind of linear thing. And、um, and I just found it really interesting looking at okay, how can I, what can I take from that? Can I you know find some patterns? Because a lot of the things in the past have been the similar idea, but going, what's it like to play power chords like you get on a guitar that feel very natural on a guitar, but then do that on a piano and. You know, I know we've all done this with our instruments, but yeah, Cora was kind of inspired by that. I used to hear that guy play in town. I haven't seen him for a long time, but he used to be in town all the time.、Mm. And as busy as it could be, it'd get very, very noisy in the centre of the city. But you could always just hear that in the distance, this sound. And、mm. and he was always beautiful, and he was always this smiling, happy character. Didn't matter when you saw him; he was always happy, always looked positive, and. And always just wanted to play music for people.、Mm. That's you know, it was so nice to see that. Just somebody sat there, just knowing that other people were happy, just walking past and listening to the sound. And yeah, really cool. This guy from Africa. I'm guessing so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know anything about him other than he played the chorus in in town, and it made me happy. <laughs> so you know, that's why it inspired a song. But yeah, he's、um, yeah. yeah I, like I said, I haven't seen him for a long time. Don't know if he's still in Manchester or not. Next time I go to Manchester, I will discover this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Coco Penguin 第五张专辑当中，有一首作品叫做 Cora。Cora 是一种来自西非的民间乐器。Chris 说，他经常在曼彻斯特的市中心看到一位非洲裔的街头艺人演奏这种乐器，给人们和这座城市带来很多快乐。于是，他创作了这一首 Cora。Cora 